0: Hello, I'm Neil Perryman from Adventures of the Wife in Space, and you're listening to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway, where everything's made up and neither scripts nor canon matters. It's outrageous. <laughs> Hello listeners and welcome back to Doctor Who's line, is it? Anyway, this week, delayed by a week due to me not being very well, we've got our final review of the Flux series. So without further ado, because I know you're going to be itching to hear what we're going to say about it, and most importantly, what scores Sue, who hasn't seen any of it, is going to give it. (laughs) There's something to look forward to. So uh, let's go over to us to talk about that. Uh, Well, hello again, listeners. And uh, here we are. Here we are to finish our discussion of Flux. This is episodes five and six. That's Survivors of the Flux and the Vanquishers. So we've got uh, Sue, Randy and Darren with us tonight. So we'll we'll crack straight on. Sue, have you seen these episodes at all?
1: Uh, no, but okay. I have seen You have do seen, surprise I, me Well, I couldn't uh, But I did watch the uh, Thing that was put out on, on Twitter by With um, Chris Chibnall and Jody Whittaker, and I was Able to piece together pretty much everything From those, that just That little thing, because what they put out I could actually watch It right. wasn't a, a ton of Pyrotechnics And it wasn't a lot of strobing in the dark Or anything else, it was I said strobing, folks, not probing, strobing. Anyway. Um,
0: you sound like you're strobing at the moment.
1: Do you not have audio description that you could use? No. Well, we have the audio description, but you can't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We have um, closed captioning. That's it.
2: Oh, you only have In CC. Oh, uh,
1: that's a bigger. Yeah. Mm. So uh-huh. I, basically, I can move out. I have Randy watch it first. And then I, he'll tell me when to look away or when not. Well, in the last couple episodes, it's like, wait, no, yeah, no, forget it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, yeah,
0: it is unfortunately the way of, the way of things these days, it seems to be getting worse for you, so.
1: It really is, and, and I hope when we do the, the commentary for this, that um, I'll be able to do yes, because I'm still going to do yes, even if I have to put blinders on. It won't make a difference. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> well, well, hopefully by the time we we get to do these, uh, the DVDs will be out, and you might mm-hmm. be able to use the um, audio description on the DVDs, and okay. then do it, yeah, yeah and then, then see if that if that helps. So, yeah, and, but- and uh, as regards uh, piecing together what happened from some. What brief amount came about on Twitter? Uh, I think that well done if you did that, because I think a lot of people were struggling to piece together what happened by actually watching the episodes. Well,
3: so. no,
1: I mean, Chris Chibnall was pretty, Chris Chibnall and Jody Whitaker were pretty much laid it, laid it straight out. And well, they, that was, yeah, they, were, they uh, were
3: summarizing the overall yeah. umbrella story. It was yeah.
1: pretty good, it was amazing. Go oh, I haven't, seen,
3: I haven't seen
1: that video. That is really, really, it's really good, and that and they did, they did take out like what was really crucial, and things that you would, that I thought was going to happen, but I couldn't watch it, and hmm. um, they took out all the different parts and the stuff that I wasn't able to watch. Chris Chibnall actually talked about, and I was like, yes, Can you do this all the time, please.
0: Well, it's okay. an it's an it's an interesting way of experiencing the episode, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Randy, what did you think of? Because you've actually seen the two episodes, so yeah. What, what did what did you think? We'll 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 go through them individually. So, Survivors of the Flux.
3: Oh, I'm supposed to separate what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it's um,
3: but uh, uh, the the word that comes to mind is ambitious. Yes. It's, uh, it it seemed. Was getting to the point, starting to expect things to be tied up, and it almost seemed to be going in the opposite direction, that the story was becoming even more deep and convoluted and weaving in even more threads. So I've, I've been saying for the last three weeks, I really need to go and back and watch these again, and I haven't found the time yet. <laughs> so, yes. um, definitely really enjoying the, the blending in more bits, like bringing more unit in, even the the extra touch of having the Nicholas Courtney voice mm. dubbed in at one point, still wondering who the Grand Serpent is, if they're going to give us any more on that character. Yes, but I don't think we've
0: seen that. I don't think we've seen the end of him yet. I, we'll I doubt it. To
3: yeah, because they made him an important part of the formation of unit and Nice to see Kate Stewart again and uh, let's see to differentiate what was happening in each one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, this was fundamentally we had the the Grand Serpent unit thread. We had the Doctor Mm -hmm. um, who obviously started the episode, we thought, as as a Weeping Angel and then Mm -hmm. ended up at Division with Tectayoun. And then Yaz and Dan obviously were trapped in 1904, and they were on their that's journey right. to find the ultimate point of the flux, where they were then hoping to to get to that, uh, thinking yes. that that's where they might meet up with the Doctor again. So that was basically the the, the three threads. And Bell yeah. obviously still looking for Vinder, and uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and Vinder then getting getting caught by Swarm, and as you're and ending up in Passenger. with
3: dice. That was another ambitious piece was almost the epic quest that uh, Yaz and Dan and uh, Jericho were on. I I know there's been some uh, fans wondering how in the world they could finance their big journey like
0: that. Well I suppose uh, if if you're from the future and you have a, a certain amount of knowledge that they don't have you know true we we, we, were, we were talking oh uh, we took 67 years 66 years in the past so they've got 66 years worth of accumulated knowledge which which i'm sure they could put to some use that's true to do that to do that
3: and the know. bits we saw were more compressed <clears> we throat> <certainly> throat> didn't see all their adventures in real time by any stretch
0: no i think that's left up to big yes. Finish. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, lots of opportunities for them to fill in gaps and all sorts of threads here.
1: Nicholas Griggs yes. was dancing all around that program going, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, come to <laughs> come to Daddy. It's Big Finish.
2: Well, this is what they're doing with Martha, isn't it? They came out today. They, yeah. they, they're sort of filling mm-hmm. in her year away that she was yeah. going around looking for the Osterhagen key or whatever she was doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, kind of which makes sense, you know, if you've got these protracted periods of time where you've got characters mm. doing something, then why not, you know, why not take up that and it's something that we know the beginning of, we know the end of, but we don't know all the bits in the middle. So mm-hmm. yeah. like like they're doing the time the time war with things yeah, like that. I yeah. so. can't wait
2: for their season of Chameleon Has a Rusty Wank in the TARDIS. That's gonna be a good episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry, I'm in a rambunctious mood.
0: <laughs> well, that makes a change. Okay, Dar- Darren, what did you think of uh, Survivors of the Flux?
2: Well, I think I think Randy actually summed it up considerably better than I could, to be quite honest. um it, it, Yeah, it, it was okay. It it, it was very. Well, Ram- Randy used the word ambitious. I was going to say messy, but ambitious is perhaps. A bit more polite. <laughs> um, I did like Lethbridge Stewart uh, making a sort of little cameo oh, appearance. Hear, I thought that was a nice to touch. voice. Yeah. Yes. And the unit headquarters. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought yes, was splendid, uh, and obviously very yeah. nice with, to see. with the the secret the secret sign outside. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now
2: This way. <clears throat>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, I like that. But other than that, I was, yeah, it was a lot of buggering around, really. Uh, sort of Yaz and Dan far arsing around looking for whatever the hell they were looking for, and I've no idea why the hell they were looking for it or where they thought it was going to start. Why they thought an Indian holy man was going to offer them any answers, which he didn't. Um, he was
1: brilliant, though. Oh, daring. He was. He was oh, a funny.
2: Cool. He was funny. Oh, I, I didn't oh. like him. Yeah, he was. I hope he was, they make him yes. a companion he was he was a cracking
0: character <laughs> yes it was very une- unexpected i think when mm-hmm. obviously when they found him and then he started talking i don't think anybody was quite expecting expecting what happened to happen
3: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> yeah so it was nice to get a uh, mention of the post office tower yes um so some of the some of the unit time and stuff i thought was very nice the rest of it i thought was a bit wishy washy it was just it it was it was just sort of bounced all over the place the doctor and the division stuff Really didn't interest me. It was watchable.
1: So because of how I watched this, was the doctor that, and the division when she came out of the the angel and was at division. That was when she yes. found out that Tekton was her mother. Right?
0: Well, she knew that Tekton was the woman who found, found the timeless her. child. Yeah, and then obviously we then discovered that this was the same woman who had been in that scene where the doctor was uh was within her own timeline
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and, and obviously okay. met up with met up with her then and we then discover obviously that that this is the same tek who found th- the character that we subsequently grow to know as the doctor as a as so, a child at the the end of this wormhole whatever it was so is so,
1: this the this is the the episode but that that all occurred in this episode that we're talking about correct
0: yeah this is the episode five yes this was this was the one on the um on the division ship which which i have to say looked quite magnificent (laughs) it's all
2: fluff we really could do without knowing to be quite honest it's not something i have all this doctor's past stuff i mean i i I don't agree that the whole timeless child arc is destroying fandom or destroys Doctor Who lore or anything like that. But by the same token, I really don't have any interest in it. I don't want to know it.
1: Yeah. Tachyon is is a mangler. If you think about it, I was telling men, mentioned this to Randy that he that in order to get the regenerations out of that child that she rescued, she had to kill that child over and over and over and over and over and over. She had mm. to force the regenerations. So if you think yeah. about it she didn't take care of the doctor. She created the Time Lords, and the Time Lords are nasty. If, she, if she's one of them and the division is this and we take care of this and blah, 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 they're not so nice people, and that woman is not a quote-unquote mother. She's an experimenter, and the doctor was her lab rat.
0: Yeah, oh, very and much so, yes. Although, you, although say, saying mm-hmm. that, that she, didn't, she didn't take care of the that child
1: if care you of have life, a if you,
0: and... yeah but if, if you if you have a child that, that can't be hurt and can't be killed and you can't mistreat the child if the child can't if the child can't be killed well, in that respect you, well, you, I, I mean I'm playing I'm playing devil's advocate
2: if I get hold of one of my you... sons and keep breaking his leg to see how many different ways I can <laughs> reset the bandages <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah.
2: I'm going to be in a lot of trouble as a parent and I'll be struck off as a nurse
1: well, I mean, and, and the the idea with the regener the whole regeneration thing is, yeah, he can't be killed, or she can't be killed, or whoever can't be killed, because they're going to come back. But in order to get him to come back, you're going to have to kill him. But then they're going to have to force the regeneration. And it, uh, yeah, and but this and is
0: the thing that the the timeless child doesn't seem to have a limit on regenerations. So I think the twelve regenerations thing is a thing that was then. Based on what we know now, is something that was set by the Time Lords once they had then f- extracted the whatever it was that then enabled them to regenerate. So but they you know, themselves. The
2: doc, but, been, but the doctor <clears throat> did regeneration shoving through a crack in the wall.
0: Well, did he though at that time? Because we never found out what happened when he actually when he got to the end. For all we know, the Time Lords have. Clara sent the message, and they aided the regeneration at that point. But knowing, I mean, they presumably this is something that was a separate from division. This is the Time Lords generally. Whereas, had they not done anything, based on what we know now, it seems entirely likely that, that the Doctor would have just regenerated anyway. This is what we don't we don't actually know, and this is what <coughs> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um, and this is why. Um, this is not necessarily a bad thing because we do still get this mystery we don't know all the information about it and I'm not in favor of definitely not in favor of finding out all the information about the doctor we don't want to know who the doctor's parents were where the doctor came from every bit of information there is to know because that removes the mystery from the character but if you can introduce things that we didn't previously know and that enhances the mystery of the character then i don't have a problem with it which is why i don't have necessarily have a problem with the whole pre-heart regenerations thing because it's like well this is a weird and mysterious and obviously we're going to be sort of drip fed little bits of this as certainly as, Ch- as chibnall's time goes on but what we don't want to know is everything
1: mm. um
0: but yes if we have this so that we're we're you know we're questioning well where did the doctor came come from and how many lives has the doctor actually had and you know at what point you know because we've seen the the joe martin doctor who clearly is a, is a lot more ruthless which is ironic really considering her name was ruth so was the doctor like that all the way through and was the point where the doctor changed from being this ruthless character to the character that we know now is that Basically, is that taking us back to um Anna, an unearthly child and the experiences with Barbara and Ian, which then set the doctor on the, the you know, the path that that he and then she obviously continued down to the character that we know today. <coughs> <coughs> yeah.
1: Oh that's my god. Mm-hmm. You're sure you you okay? COVID.
0: Yeah, you,
1: uh, yeah no, yeah, no, no, I'm what...
0: fine. I've just I've just I've just had a cough. I've just had a cold, sorry, and. Obviously, you get, you know, phlegm on your 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 throat and what have you, and it just I, I'm always left with this really sort of tickly cough for a while. I have been testing and I haven't got COVID, don't worry. OK, that's
2: what I'm about Well, I'm not going to catch it down the microphone, so I don't okay. care if you have. It's
0: none of my. Business.
1: Oh my God, I
0: care. I care. <laughs> I care. On, the sub- on the subject of caring and nursing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no like, anyway that, so- <clears throat> that was that was something that really struck me when they were talking was holy cow, she wasn't as much mother as she was lab keeper and she kept her lab rat fed and well taken care of and happy just like you would keep I mean, I used to work in a rat lab unfortunately, and you don't get close to to many of the animals at that point and
3: I did not last
1: there very long because I almost died. I couldn't handle it. But they <clears throat> they had one that that was my pet. They gave it to me to take care of. Well, I trained trained it to do things, and it was happy. It was fat. It was sassy. It was everything it needed to do. And as soon as they realized this rat was extremely intelligent, they took it to do an experiment. And the reason, because they owned it. Now that mm-hmm. rat was fed well, taken care of. I was kissing on it. Was in my, you know, it would do all kinds of tr- tricks. It was basically a pet.
2: I, was, I, like, I thought I, you were going to say you glued wings to it. Just, just no, I, I
1: basically, I, I left. I was like, okay, bye-bye. You it, do was stuff like that. Rat. it was a weeping rat. No, it was so sad. It was very sad. But in the same token, she was well-fed, she was well-kept, she had good clothing, she was taken care of, and she was pushed to regeneration. And so Mama wasn't exactly the best Mama in the whole world.
0: No. <clears throat> I think you can you can definitely say that but ultimately we don't know everything that went on back then. All we know is that Tektaeung continued to search for what it was that made the the child able to regenerate constantly and then having found that obviously passed that on to the presumably the Shabogans as they were back then to create the the race of the Time Lords. So we don't know what uh, what, uh, what else the relationship was like at that point. We could All we've seen is what the master has told us, basically, and what we found out from this. So we really don't know anything. So we can't, um, you know, we can't say too much about it. What we can definitely say, obviously, is if this character, this this woman, experimented on the child, and either caused the child to die several times, or when the child died, used that time to experiment to find out what it was that was that was able to initiate the regeneration, then yes you can you can definitely say she's not going to win mother of the year by any stretch of the imagination but I suppose it's that whole thing with scientists as you know with the end justifies the means type of thing not evil necessarily as much as maybe a moral you know looking for something for the greater good for everybody and, and not necessarily respecting the the rights and doing the right thing to the individual so but anyway that's it's possibly a conversation for another time. It doesn't tie in mm-hmm. directly to the episode. All we know is that, you know, the, the Doctor ends up meeting Tech day and again and there's this plan for the universe as we know it to be destroyed because the Doctors had too much influence in it and they want to move on to another universe where they can have, where they can set things up you know, more under under the way division think things ought to be, so division basically basically playing god on a universal scale.
1: Um, and division ripping memories out of people in a very painful, painful, painful way, very much like electrocution with people that are screaming and losing their memories and just the idea of that's what division did. Hey, time lord, you had too many memories. Too bad you're going to forget this. It's like holy crap, division sucks. Okay. Now I'll be quiet
0: yeah well again you know we don't know very much about division we do know uh, that it's again put along the same lines of this sort of amorality wherein
3: yeah
0: they they're, they're doing what they think is right to a point so they're not necessarily evil per se but it's just another uh, example of power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely the bigger division got the more control they had over things, did they then feel that they had the right to, you know, like we have said, you know, end one universe and move things on to another universe? Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting topic and something that I suspect we may not have seen the end of, because as things stand at the end of uh, the Vanquishers, it seems like a large percentage of the universe, as our universe, now doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. and whether that's something that will continue to be an issue or whether it will just sort of be sw- quietly swept under the carpet once the russell t davis era starts again i don't know it, i suspect we have more of this to come in the specials and the mm-hmm. uh, jodie's finale <clears throat> i'm sure will will come back to this so gumdrops so we had these various themes we also had the doctors continuing visions of this house which clearly was going to be something that was going to be touched upon more in the in the finale and the the episode finished with um, unit having been disbanded uh, which we knew was going to happen so whether this was the grand serpent's plan all the way through to set up this organization ultimately with the aim of disbanding the organization and then opening the the door for the santarans to come in. and that's that was our sort of multiple cliffhanger that we had with with that and then obviously swarm and Azure with the the fob watch which contained the uh, all of the doctor's previous memories and and experiences um and the temptation to to open that and to give her back everything that she she has currently forgotten. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's another good cliffhanger, yet another good cliffhanger. I don't think we've had a poor cliffhanger in this whole series, no. um, and that led us on to the Vanquishers. So Darren, the Vanquishers, go did on. We wanna, did we want to? Did we want to score the first <clears throat>
2: one first,
0: or we'll we'll score them all? We'll score them both later. Okay. Uh, oh, the Vanquishers.
2: Oh. What a load of old shit. <laughs> To okay. quote
0: Donna Noble.
2: Absolute fucking crap. Awful
1: episode.
0: Not not that keen then.
2: They're still running <clears> around in some tunnels that we don't know why have been built. There's a load of fucking doors. Suddenly the Sontarans are behind everything, except they're not. They're just taking advantage of it. Uh, you've got snake boy running around after kate stewart for no apparent reason oh god <laughs> it, was, it was just wank and the Santarans have this master plan which for some reason involves liking chocolate
0: i don't think that was part of the master plan i think that was something that they they discovered whilst they were here um and bugger off i i suspect because there's obviously there's a lot of them and and trying to ration the amount of energy that they're having to use to recharge, maybe looking for some alternative. source. maybe when they were back in the Crimea, if you remember, there was that uh, Santaran trooper who was captured and being nursed back mm-hmm. to health, who was out of action for some considerable time. And obviously not able to recharge at all. And as we've said, you know previously, Strax, he wasn't able to recharge. So they've maybe found some other some other way of of gaining some sort of sustenance. And maybe this is what the, what the chocolate is. So that wasn't part oh, of the yeah. master plan. That was that was uh, that was a, um, a a comedy Sontaran aside. I think which was yeah. thrown in briefly.
2: Well it can bugger off. It was all.
1: Some tyrant going to kill. You. Oh, whooshiba. <coughs> whooshiba. And what is it here? Have a snickers? <laughs> I'm angry.
2: Bell and Vindaloo <laughs> turned out to be absolutely nobody of any interest. Snake Boy turned out to be no one of any interest. Uh, Unit went absolutely nowhere. And and yeah, half of the universe is destroyed, but we'll just gloss over that and hope it gets better.
0: <laughs> okay, so so obviously not that keen then, Darren. Randy, what did you nope. think? <laughs> well, I, mean, I,
3: I don't feel that strongly about it, but I would certainly agree that it was somewhat disappointing, mainly in that it, it didn't explain things <laughs> to the extent I was expecting. But I guess that still leaves things up in the air yet to be explained
0: um yeah we've got to remember that we've got another yeah. another three specials yeah. one of which coming at yeah. christmas the new year sorry i to be honest i don't think that will have much of a yeah. bearing on anything there may be a couple Probably of little yeah. bits in there yeah. <coughs> yeah, that, was
2: another yeah, bloody, I... that was another bloody thing oh look all the daleks
3: have been destroyed coming soon the daleks yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off. yep and the cycle continues yeah we were Deceived into thinking this was the finale that would tie everything up. <laughs> mm. Surprise! So I well, I didn't think that we were going to get everything tied up I, I, um,
0: when I did my little speculation thing the other week. Something I thought been nice. Get a, I thought. Well, we did get us. <laughs> we did get. We did get certain things resolved. We got obviously the flux was was ended. We got some form of resolution to the the Santaran. The uh, Grand Serpent, Bell and Vinda, to those storylines. But obviously the, the best stories are the ones that do leave you with with a few questions that mm-hmm. can be picked up later on. I'm sure Chris Chibnall has uh, has got some plans in, in place. Um, if not in the, the next two specials, then certainly in the, the final episode.
3: Mm-hmm. Dropping the uh, pretty prominent reference to Bell and Vinder having an unborn child. And is that just a massive red herring or is that going to lead somewhere?
0: I don't know. It it, it does seem odd that they Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no need really for Bell to be pregnant, was there? No, you know, if they they wanted this sort of epic lost love thing and mm. uh and have you then you didn't need the, the, there to be any mention of any pregnancy so you you'd suspect that that would mean that that mm-hmm. has to go somewhere where exactly that goes I don't know obviously there's been a lot of speculation that oh well Bell and Vinder actually the doctor's original parents and yeah. this baby that, that's going in a that would be a massive mistake, I think, if that was yeah. what it turned mm-hmm. out to be. Because, again, we don't, these are things we don't want to know. We don't need mm-hmm. to know. Um, <clears throat> we've managed nearly 60 years without knowing any of this. We don't need something dropped on us like that now. However, if their child turns out to be somebody else that we maybe do know about,
3: mm-hmm.
0: then that interesting. Um, something that uh that that seems to be sort of getting mentioned possibly a bit more now is is susan Mm. what if the child is susan and then somehow bell and vinda have to disappear off somewhere or get killed or something Mm -hmm. and then the doctor ends up having to to adopt the child and then that becomes effectively the doctor's granddaughter Mm. I, I mean hmm. i don't know i don't know it, it's it's very timey-wimey and
3: yeah that it could be would, interesting though it, since, yeah, well, since it, they've it, got the prominent concept of adoption already in the background flocks <coughs> and adopting the doctor then if the doctor yeah essentially adopt susan well we've never known have we we've never no. known exactly what we know all
0: we do is that the They called each other granddaughter and grandfather Mm -hmm. um, and clearly there was a very protective bond between the Doctor and and Susan and Mm -hmm. vice versa. No mention was ever made of Susan's parents or the Doctor's children, so that's been a complete enigma all the way through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because we've never seen Susan again, apart from fleetingly in the Five Doctors, since the Dalek invasion of Earth, then it's not something that we've we've ever explored. I'm sure were the whole Susan thread to be done now, then we would get more information regarding that. But that's not what they did back in the day, and yeah. um, so it's been left a little bit open-ended. So that could possibly be some way of doing it. Also, what if you know? What if the the child ends up being the master? <clears throat>
3: yeah.
0: Oh, that's know, a or or Rassilon. Or Omega mm-hmm. or somebody like this we're assuming that the Bell and aren't aren't actually Gallifreyans
3: mm.
0: we've not had any any indication that that's the case but if you're going to if you're going to have the the child be someone significant from the show's past then you know the the, the big ones tend to be the Time Lords so
3: yeah mm.
0: or, or it may as you say it may just be a red herring that that you know, yeah. designed to make us think, oh, this is significant, this is gonna go somewhere, mm-hmm. I, I must pay attention to this. Whilst in reality they're using that to sort of as a smoke sweet smoke screen to sneak things in under the radar. So Yeah Yeah, and make
2: the and make the characters more empathetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So didn't. <sighs> I, I did I mean we've we've had a tremendous season, it has to be said. Yeah. It has been The quality has been has been brilliant the writing has generally been extremely good we've got to the resolution and i was kind of left at the end of it thinking right there's an awful lot to take in there uh, and i'm not sure about some of this Mm. the first thing that i thought was it was very much crammed into the time that they seem to have to do it Mm -hmm. to the extent that you would have scenes which And you'd almost fade the scene out with the with the the words still being said as the next scene was being faded up. It it, it was with what
2: they'd set up. They could have done with another episode.
0: I'm sure that Mm -hmm. part of this problem has been because of the whole Covid thing and the fact that that we were supposed to be getting an eight episode series. And then suddenly it became a six episode series with two specials. I think that that's because with what they were able to do under the COVID restrictions didn't allow them to be able to do more than the six episodes now, Mm. knowing that they were going to need to do um, a special at at New Year and then knowing that Jodie and Chibnall were going and the BBC wanting these two other specials to uh to lead up to the regeneration special which is obviously going to be the the centenary episode oh no sorry the centenary episode is t- yeah that's 2020 2023? 2023 yeah. The centen- 2023 yeah Oh no, sorry, no that's the anniversary episode the centenary episode i think is the one that that, uh, that jody's going out on isn't it Hang the on. bbc C- centenary C- centenary the bbc centenary
2: is, ah, right.
0: is I think is that's what's that's Jodie's final episode. So I think they wanted that knowing that she was going to go. They wanted that to be part of the centenary. So they're going to have a Doctor Who special and it was going to be the last episode for the Doctor. So there was that one. We already I think they already were going to do the New Year special. They were contracted for eight episodes. So they said, look, if you can't, this is what I think anyway. I, I don't know if this is accurate or not but I suspect that we had the eight episode run. They weren't able to do that within the time frame to get it out with all the COVID restrictions and everything, so they curtailed that to six episodes. They still had the two episodes that were left over. Those have become specials, which have then been followed on. So that completes (coughs) Jody and Chibnall's contracted episode count, if you like. And so the whole flux storyline has been cut down by effectively 25 percent from Mm -mm. from what it would have been yeah um that certainly fits with what we saw here because the 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 episode could have been a good 15 20 minutes longer and it would still have seemed quite rushed Mm -hmm. i think though it just felt like everything was trying to be tied up very quickly you know you had a lot of exposition and plot resolution to be done how do we do that when the doctor is basically the only person who can who can do that let's split the doctor into three parts so mm-hmm. the doctor can be in three places at the same time that's convenient isn't it
1: um, yeah.
0: we but had
2: let's not, um, let's not make any use whatsoever <coughs> the um the fugitive doctor will just kind of ignore the fact that we used her earlier yes
0: yes but
3: well, she again, could she could have
0: made a She could have done, but then again, if they're trying to forestall any further information about the doctor's past, then you couldn't really introduce one of the doctor's previous selves from that time because that would have opened the floodgates for a lot of information potentially. So, the flux itself... Yeah, I think we've, I think we've we've arrived at that point. Wait for the snoring. Um, no,
1: no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just listening to you guys.
0: Ah. Oh, okay. So the flux itself, <laughs> <laughs> the flux itself, then would seem to have been fundamentally antimatter. And as we've, we previously thought that if antimatter and matter came into contact, then there was this massive Shorting out, and and it was this cataclysmic event that ended Omega's universe when when an unconverted matter was introduced into his universe, and he touched it, mm-hmm. then the whole whole universe blew up because antimatter and matter touching. Um, we had this whole thing with uh, the planet of evil, with which was on the the cusp of the mm-hmm. antimatter universe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And then suddenly, antimatter is just rolling through the universe, eating up matter, eating up planets and galaxies to the extent that a large part of the universe is gone. And then, a few Dalek Cybermen on Santaran ships apparently are enough to absorb the rest of it, uh, leaving a little bit left over, which then passenger can act like a hoover. Yeah,
1: hell of
2: a <clears throat> lot of bloody matter from Daleks and Cybermen and whatnot. <laughs> you're, you're, um, enough antimatter that's destroyed half the universe
0: <laughs> yes now <laughs> one sake. one theory from this or one idea regarding this is that the um, the whole thing with the Sontarans find, try, using psychics to to plot the ultimate resolution of the flux is that what they've actually done is they've They've got to the flux in its initial state rather than in its ultimate state. The Dalek and Cybermen ships weren't actually around Earth. They were um, around Atropos, which is where the, the flux started. And that um, by absorbing most of this uh, energy early on it is left a small amount of flux and and therefore the destruction of the universe that we've seen hasn't necessarily happened at all because it's happened in, you know, it, it's been hoovered up in the early stages rather than the later stages. That's not confirmed. That's just what has been mentioned by a few people, including Suki, who's, who's who's very much of the opinion that this is, what, this is what's happened. And if that's the case, then there's an awful lot of universe still out there, which would also explain why there's also a lot of Daleks and Cybermen out there. However, having said that, if it's right at the very beginning the flux, would the Daleks and Cybermen have known that this was enough of a threat to actually mm. say, well, okay, we'll we'll accept the um, the word of the Sontarans who are known for their generosity and kind-heartedness and we'll put our entire race in their hands and, and trust that they're not going to do anything naughty. Mm. I did I did like the fact that they used passenger to hoover up the uh, the mm-hmm. remainder of the flux, being, being something no, I that, that... I
2: thought that was pointless. <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't get the point of passenger in the first place. <clears throat> I thought the, whole um, I think the whole,
0: that was a waste of time. Well, passenger is effectively a TARDIS, isn't he, really? Passenger is dimensionally transcendental. Passenger is much, much bigger on the inside than the outside.
2: So's my arse, but nobody wants to watch three quarters of an
0: hour <laughs> on the telly. <laughs> well, <coughs> even
1: if it's in a state of flux. Oh, I don't know, Darren. I might I might, you know. Lully well is <laughs> at the
0: moment.
3: <laughs> well, you're fair, no, but I, I did, so.
0: <laughs> I did, I did <laughs> this much is with, with definitely not in, in question. <laughs> no, I do think that was actually quite a good in-story resolution to the flux. Having the, passenger the, I really, really, you know, really didn't like eff, that. As this effectively this ultimately huge internally empty vessel that uh, that that was able to suck up the flux and then the, the matter and the antimatter cancel each other out and, and and that resolves that. It's the same kind of thing as Mummy in the Orient Express where they create this tremendous threat with the mummy and then the resolution to it all is the doctor working out that the mummy was a soldier and just simply by saying I surrender um Mm. it then it, it it made perfect sense it was I thought one of the most brilliant conclusions to a story because you created something that was truly terrifying and would have had Potentially having kids having nightmares, seeing this <clears throat> horrible thing which seemed unstoppable and just came after you, and you had 66 seconds or whatever it was, and then that's it, you were gone. Yeah, but then giving you the ultimate get out of jail free card by all you have to do it, if it comes up to you is go, I surrender, and it's not going to do anything to you. Mm.
2: Um,
0: so I thought the two biggest
2: so- times were, um, uh, Kate ultimately having nothing really to do with anything. But more so, no. um, the Grand Serpent, who I thought he was played brilliantly. Superbly. I can't remember the guy's name who did it.
0: Craig Parkinson.
2: That's it, yeah. Fantastic job. And would have been an excellent you know, reveal if he turned out to be the master or something like that. But he just turned out to be this bloke yeah. who happened to have a snake inside of him who bugged us off.
0: Well, you know, the the master thing is something that had been had been mentioned a few times. And the more you thought about it, the more it seemed to have credence. Um, mm. In the, the TV movie, you had the master sort of with being the, with sort the of snake. snake-like. Yeah. yeah. So you had that. You had the fact that the character was called, um, the, the setup unit was Prentice. Which, if you spell it P R E N T E S, is an anagram of serpent. Yeah. Um, the fact that that the Grand Serpent then allied himself with an alien race, which ultimately he was going to double cross, and that was that was obviously his plan.
3: That's totally something that the master did the master, all the time.
0: Yeah. The fact that the master, uh, the, the the Grand Serpent, uh, ends up back on Earth, seems to have some sort of control over where and w- where and when he goes, which implies time travel time and space travel because clearly he wasn't anywhere near earth when um when uh, we saw him first of all when uh, when vinder was his bodyguard or attache or whatever um so he's got the mean, time and space travel again that I mean, implies when he, when, he,
2: when he was working for unit i mean the whole when he was working the whole deal with him and kate lethbridge Stewart or kate Stewart rather um was, You know, gee, I know who you are. I'm watching you. I've been watching you that whole time. I know what you're up to. I know about you. Please carry on with your day.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, and I don't I'm going to go have tea.
0: But then the Grand Serpent was was clearly on Earth before 1958, when they were doing the whole setting up of of UNIT. Yeah, yeah. Because when. Dan and Yaz and Jericho were on the ship in 1904, and they were attacked. <coughs> the guy who attacked them had a, a serpent tattoo mm-hmm. on his wrist, the same as the others, which implies that he was they were that they were in cahoots with the grand serpent, so he was around then. Um, so if it's this is somebody who's who has knowledge of uh, you know ability to travel in time and space and therefore knowledge of. Of Earth history, knowing about unit, um, getting in on the ground floor to, to to set it up to be able to then control it would make sense. It would also make sense if that was something that the master did, bearing in mind the master's history with unit, yeah. knowing because of because of the timeline that he couldn't change things through you know the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever you, you take the unit timeline to be. But going into the twenty-first century, once everything that, that he'd been involved in throughout his own history was out of the way, he could then shut Unit down, open up the way for the Santarans to to create to invade. There's an awful lot there that gave a very definite pointer that the Grand Serpent and the Master could be the same the same, same person. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen the end of the Grand Serpent storyline and it could yet be that that's how it turns out don't forget when we had the resolution to the story with uh time taking the form of first swarm and then the doctor having gotten swarm and as you're out of the way time says to the doctor your time is heading to its end no regeneration no life beware of the forces that mass against you and their master mm. now you know that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the Grand Serpent. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to see the Master again before Jody goes. It's <clears throat> um, something
2: else that I thought about. When when was the unit uh, headquarters built? That was
0: oh, unit headquarters was well in in Pyramids of Mars, which was 1911? 19...
2: Yeah, that's what I'm uh, But, you, but, I, I,
0: but so that wasn't unit headquarters back then. Unit unit uh, the building that was unit HQ was, was a priory. Was the priory in nineteen eleven. It was then burnt to the ground and then the the building that was built on the top of it is what ultimately became unit headquarters. There right. could be a connection with that. <clears throat> but um I think that was just just so that that was used as the setting for for pyramids of Mars, so that's why they ended up they ended up at Unit HQ, but right back in the past. But what isn't explained is how um, in 1958, when Grand Serpent has the meeting with um, with that the, the whoever it was the 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 chap who ended up setting up Unit, they had this thought about creating this organization this task force Um, and this is in 58 whereas obviously what we'd found previously was that in 1963 we had the um the remembrance of the daleks incident with what big finish subsequently turned into the countermeasures team which was probably one of the uh the, the 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 seeds of unit being set and then obviously when we had the the yeti in the underground with the web of fear after that then it was it was considered that there should be something to <coughs> to protect and to in, to investigate these kind of incidents and that's when unit was actually set up now it could be that the length of time taken to to create something on such a a global scale as UNIT that would take more than 10 10 years maybe. So maybe it did, the idea did come about in 58 as something. And then as these other events transpired, that then made UNIT more what it was going to be. Um, What it doesn't explain is how if we then saw in well, whenever the the date was but it was it was after 1958 but before 1968 we had um this young uh, corporal lethbridge stewart it would seem hired that leads to some questions because i don't think you can go from a corporal to a colonel to a brigadier in a in three or four years also the brigadier when we first saw him as colonel lethbridge stewart he was one of the scots guards was he? He was he was certainly just standard army. He wasn't part of any other any kind of organisation. So it does, unfortunately, muddy the waters still further with the whole unit mm. timeline Yeah. with all of this. Whilst it was delightful to hear Nick Courtney's voice, and I actually missed it the first time. It was only when I saw the credits that I thought, whoa, hang on a second. Yeah, I had to rewind uh, it
2: and, and hear it, because I, I didn't catch it on the
0: on the first yeah because uh, obvious, obviously it wasn't prominent it was in the background yeah um, but uh, it was it was it was a, a lovely touch and it was lovely to see his name in the credits mm. as well but then you know the, the, but the whole unit thing really it it i did it didn't i didn't see the point of it no um, I didn't. There, was a, there were a number of of things that i didn't necessarily see the point in Grand Serpent was brilliant, but ultimately I didn't see the point in him. No. Bell and Vinder didn't, didn't seem to go anywhere. You could understand <clears throat> understand the Weeping Angels side of things. You could understand the Sontaran side of things. You could understand how Claire and Jericho fitted into whole, all, all of that. Di, what the hell was the point in Di?
2: Absolutely nothing.
0: Diane, you know, she's taken in episode one with the oh we're going to have some fun with you And she goes into this house and then at the end we find that that everyone else has gone but she hasn't because she was so insignificant I mean how she would be more insignificant than a load of the other people they hoovered up I don't know but Mm. then suddenly this insignificant person seems to have worked out everything about this environment that she's in and ultimately comes up with the resolution and then the whole thing is been set up with Dan, and then because he was late, she goes, "Oh no, I'm not interested now." Yeah, and the, the whole the whole thing just seemed to be a little bit pointless. I mean, it it was all great when it was going on, but you get to you get to the resolution, and because the resolution doesn't necessarily go anywhere, then you just think, "Oh, well, that was a bit of a waste of time."
2: Going back to Lethbridge Stewart, yeah, it is feasible. He could have gone from Colonel to Brigadier in that time. Uh, Colonel. Uh, Brigadier is the next rank up from Colonel.
0: Brigadier is the next rank, ne- next rank up from Colonel. Colonel, yeah. but he started off in unit as a corporal. So you'd have to go from corporal to sergeant to captain. Hang on, was he? I thought he was Colonel, sure. It was no, it was corporal. This young corporal was the uh, was the, the. Oh, um, I, I, I misheard yeah.
2: that. Then I misheard it as yeah. Colonel. No, no. <laughs>
0: No, definitely wasn't definitely wasn't Colonel. If they if they'd said we've got this young Colonel, that would have made more sense because. And um, what year then, would that have been? Uh, well, it was after fifty-eight because fifty-eight when they were setting it up.
2: But I thought it might. Be,
0: oh, I tell you what, tell you seventies. I
2: mean, a twenty-year army. No, career, yeah, I mean, it yeah,
0: was yeah, it sixty. Would it. I think it was sixty-seven because I think it was the same time when they they'd found the um, the, the 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 police box in. Mm. Um, in Medisham or whatever it's called, in the the, the the village in Devon where the Weeping Angel story took place. So Mediton. Right. Well, he was a colonel by... He was a colonel the by the yeti. Web of Fear. Yeah. It depends underpants. on when you take that as taking place.
2: And they talk about the post office <laughs> tower.
0: The post office tower had, was obviously, that was 66. Yeah. Um, and so that, uh, I, I think, I'm pretty sure that puts it at 67 when this happened so nine years after the idea to actually create the organization but if that was the case and if if, if following the real-time timeline then obviously Webberfield was two years in story terms or just over a year actually in story terms after the war machines so you definitely wouldn't go from a corporal to, to a colonel within a year no no you know, if you're going you're going through the ranks in the in the army and and even if you take the timeline and you shift it on by four or five years, I don't think you're gonna go from a from a corporal to a colonel and then subsequently to a brigadier no, you know, there's, within there's, within there's six there's or seven years. Six,
2: <clears throat> six officer ranks and one, two, three, four, five six officer ranks and five soldier ranks, assuming he went in yeah. as a soldier. So yeah. You'd have a yeah. hell of a job.
0: And also, is am I right in thinking as well that if you if you start off in the soldier ranks, like as a private, you, there's only so far you can go. Whereas if you're in the the officer ranks, then you start off higher up, but you can you end up higher up. I and th- if he was if he was in as a corporal, so. then then that's in the, that's the soldier ranks, isn't that's it? That's the soldier so rank. Yeah. He, so he wouldn't he wouldn't ever get to the rank of brigadier. I think you can
2: be promoted <clears throat> I, I think you have to do your officer training and yeah not
0: but certainly we're, we're, we're looking at I mean in, it, ultimately it's all it's all it's all irrelevant this is all part of, a, of you know the the show's history rather than what's gone on in the story and it's one of those things that you think well if they've made all of this trouble to to introduce this this obviously for the fans then at least do it in a way that that you can see makes sense. Yeah, as opposed to, to just throwing it in there for the sake of it, and then having everybody going, hang on, hang on a minute, you know, it, it's like he, if he created the timeless child to resolve the Morbius Doctor's thing, which it would do, then that's then that's fine. What you wouldn't want to do is is, is to do that, and then to create even more confusion on the same thing that you you just, you you created to to try and resolve.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> oh bloody lot gives me a headache.
0: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Joseph Williamson Who? Hmm? Yeah. Oh yeah Joseph him, Williamson yeah.
2: yeah it's great great we haven't it's mentioned lovely tunnels him yet. and nobody knows why
0: Well we don't know why he was he was there in the first place but he found the doors and so he created the tunnels to I ah, no I was talking uh, about in real life Oh yes no I know we don't we know, nobody knows why that actually happened
3: no, obviously he's tried club.
0: to No He's seen ultimately what the, the the future is going to be and so has tried to create an underground city to save people. In doing yeah. so, he seems to have been driven slightly barmy because he keeps ending up in different places. And every time we'd seen him up until episode six, he's been this grotty, ranting, you know, slightly, slightly curmudgeonly character. And then as soon as Yaz says, well... You know, but uh, you know, uh, that she understands what his plan is. Suddenly, he seems to calm right down. He's like, "Oh, like finally, somebody understands what I'm talking about." And it's it, it it's like washes over him, and he suddenly becomes this very re- re- reasonable, respectable Victorian gentleman. Yeah. Um, yeah, who then meets the doctor, explains the plan further. She says, "Okay, you've done your bit. Off you go." He walks through a door, and that's it. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." That was. Yeah. It, it, he was another another thread that was just wrapped up straight away. The whole, you know, we had Die and Vinda in in Passenger. They're in Passenger between the, the two of them for what seems like five minutes. Find a way out, just enough time to be able to contact the doctor, and then immediately get sucked back in again, and then need to be rescued that way. And, yeah. And, uh, it's just, uh, it just, it, it all seemed very rushed. It all seemed as if, right, I've got to tie up all of these storylines, which I would normally be trying to do in two or three episodes. And I've got to do it all in one. And whether we lost things along the way that would have made much more sense, I don't know. But it, I can tell you that when you rewatch the episode, you know, the first time I saw it, I was there were bits of it that I enjoyed very much. Visually, it was superb again, as it has been. The sound track was superb. The acting was great all the way through. Everything worked really well, apart from some of the dialogue. And and as I say, the fact that it all seemed very rushed, and some of the things seemed to then not have much point. And, and that's something that, given that extra time and there could have been more explanation for things there could have been more involvement with certain certain characters that would have made their participation in the whole thing actually more more sensible and 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 given more purpose unless some of these you know like the whole bell and vinda thing were, were there as this like you say as this sort of red herring to just to make us think that they were they were more significant than they really were Ended up being, unless we don't know what ultimately the resolution for them is, because all we now know is that they've disappeared off with, with Carvanista. Yeah, as, and that, that, that was just another as a matter one of interest. Yeah, go on,
2: go on. The Doctor postulated that Carvanista was a previous companion of the Doctors. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, certainly was on the Doctor's team, because yeah. we'd seen in, in in episode three when the, the Doctor was having the flashbacks in our own timeline. They were on Atropos, and Dan, what she saw as Dan, obviously ultimately turned out to be Carvinista, which then leads to the question of how old is Carvinista, or has had Carvinista had time travel ability at some point? Because if the doctors lived 13 regenerations at least since the Joe Martin Doctor, and obviously we've put Troughton at one point, it was it was 450. We found out, and we knew that Tom Baker at one point was seven hundred and fifty, and we've known that David Tennant was nine hundred, and then we've, we've 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 gathered that Matt Smith is you know got to two thousand, and Peter Capaldi obviously has gone by four billion years past that. So <clears> so <throat> and, so there's was, got,
2: and there's got. Sylvester was nine hundred, as
0: yes, obviously not much happened between Sylvester and <laughs> David Tennant. <laughs> Um, no, unless you unless you follow the big finish timeline, in which case um, Paul McGann's been around for a very very long time as well. But mm. but ultimately, you know, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of years, and maybe Lupari years are similar to dog years. That they you know it's not seven times; it's seven hundred times. It's an incredibly long-lived race. But uh, yeah, there has to be some sort of time time travel going on in that I think because it's the only thing that realistically makes sense. Why would why would Carvinista look exactly the same so much so far down the line? And again on the Carvinista front, is this potentially the episode not even the story, but the episode that has the biggest death count in it? Because we've um, we knew that the Lupari were species bonded to the humans. So there were at least seven billion of them all but one of which have now been wiped out. All the Sontarans have been wiped out, all the Daleks and all the Cybermen have been wiped out. And we've also had three quarters of the universe gone as well. So I think this is possibly the biggest, the biggest death count that we've seen in any story anyway.
2: Yeah, the the 13th Doctor's a genocidal lunatic.
0: (laughs) Well, if if she's, the, the Sontaran's plan was to wipe out the Daleks and the Cybermen, she basically went. Are we going to change that plan? No. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll put them in with that. She obviously she did wasn't responsible for wiping out the Lupari, but
1: oh, yeah, the Lupari were wiped out. That I didn't All know.
0: but Carvanister. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Santarans wiped them out, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The Sontarans were utterly brutal in in this series, which is good to see. Although, yeah, chocolate aside,
2: at least they weren't a comic
0: well they've always there's always been a slightly there's always been a slightly comic edge to them less so in the first the first two stories but certainly through the whole of the classic era they weren't treated as as comedy characters there was always um, there was always sort of the, the vaguely comedic side to them because you know the potato heads if you like but and they've had a few little elements where there's been some funny bits in them but then you could say that about a lot of alien races Um, but since they came they've come back they've definitely become more of a a comedy character which is why it's good that they've been allowed to be more serious and 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 a a real threat again which is good and of course the, the possibly the worst of all the crimes that they've committed is that they've ultimately ended poor old jericho because oh,
1: that's sad, too. That was very sad. I didn't like it dis- I, I, I heard about it. I didn't like the idea that he died. I was hoping he would yeah. become a companion.
0: Well, I think we all were. We you know, oh, yeah. Or at least you know, have his own spin-off series or something. He was a cracking character. He was brilliant. I mean, tremendously acted and very, very well written. And then the Sontarans, who, who previously hadn't been able to hit a barn door from three feet away, managed to shoot the, the time ring that he's got therefore trapping him on the uh, on the ship as the flux hits. So, Mm. but it's Doctor Who and you can never be 100% certain that somebody's gone. So we can cling to the hope that maybe something happened and he was able to be saved. I mean, this is another thing, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the flux as being this ultimately destructive force, but If what it was actually doing was was transferring things from this universe to the next universe, maybe everything that's been in its path has actually just been transported rather than destroyed. Let's face it, what does flux mean? Something you used to solder with. (laughs) (laughs) But if something's in a state of flux, it means it's in a state of change.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm.
0: So why would you call something for flux if it was a destructive force? if it's something that changes something that's different so nothing's really been I've heard anything said about about this previously but I have i wondered this from the start it's an interesting name for something yeah that means change mm-hmm. particularly at a time when with what's happening going to happen in the next few years is potentially going to be a massive change for the series so is this all tied in
1: hmm <laughs> again, maybe Maybe the maybe the title was just you know wrongly spelled. And it was not flux, but <laughs> okay, I will just stop right now.
0: It, it was meant to be flex. You mean yes, obviously.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> flex. No, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's not much to speak about yet. We haven't really touched on Swarm and Azure. Uh, I
1: thought they were the,
0: bloody um, time
1: too. I I really liked I liked them as characters. What I could watch. But I love the fact they killed tectone Loved it. Just killed her. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're gone. Bye-bye, you evil little bitch. Out you go. <laughs> oh. And it's like, I was so happy. You know, that, that happened. And I'm like, yeah, kill her. Yay. I did not like that character at all. Actually, no, I did like, I did like the character because she was stuck in a little bit of a an evil twist to the Time Lords and more of more evil than they were. And something Randy and I were talking about was could the master possibly when he destroyed Gallifrey done a good thing? I mean, maybe maybe there's some I mean, it it starts bringing in a whole bunch of. Wow. Yay. She had no qualms about taken out the you know doctor you messed around a little bit too much in this universe it's gone let's go to the next one and screw around that one too and when when we screw around too much there we'll just take that one out too and we'll Mm -hmm. move to the next one and we'll move to the next one and we'll move i mean i can't wait till the master comes back because i think that may not be all that Bad. Well, Bad. let's be honest.
0: Let's be honest. If you take that, I mean, the, the doctors there in Trial of a Time Lord, you know, Daleks, Cybermen, Sontar, they're all in the nursery compared mm-hmm. to us. A millennia, an infinite period of time, you know, to corruption. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing, but ultimately, the Time Lords as a race. You can't turn around and say, "Well, the Time Lords are all evil because they're not." Because the Doctor's a Time Lord, is uh, a Time Lord, Drax was a Time Lord. You know, talking about all of these people who 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 weren't no, evil,
1: but they got yeah. away. They laughed.
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. but in the same way, I mean, that's, you know, that's you would. The
1: thing it's almost like, oh, my people are. Ne- you know, that's that's kind of like. Uh... <laughs> Let's let's look at the sound of music. <laughs> I mean,
3: the captain.
1: Yeah. The captain was leaving because he did not like what was going on. Bye bye. Over yeah. the mountains they go, and uh, <clears throat> and and has non trap family. So here you have all these time lords that are leaving, going. Whoa! What are my people doing? What's going on here? I'm out. I'd like
0: to know what's going on in the background as well, because
1: it's I, there's an I'm awful not, lot of
0: know. noise going on.
1: I'm kind of worried. Is it Randy, is that you? I don't think so. It no, mean... it's me. I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs> I and was like, be please don't tell case. me you're going to the bathroom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, being with recording it from the Skype call and it can't be cut out, I decided that peddling in the middle of the episode is probably a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> so I'm holding that. <laughs>
0: Well, it never stopped us including it before. Yeah, and very,
1: uh,
2: quietly, <laughs> very quietly eating a couple yeah. of pork
0: pies. Or I
1: thought it was.
2: It's,
0: Apparently, I'm pork pies. The pork pies themselves aren't the problem, but I think the uh, whatever they're wrapped in is, is making a hell of a noise. Yes. Yeah, no, going back to this whole Time Lord thing, the Nazis weren't a tremendously sympathetic bunch of people. Um, but you wouldn't turn you wouldn't you wouldn't turn around and go if 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 you're talking about the German people and say, oh, well, that's it. You know, we need to obliterate the Germans because they, all, no. well, they were. All, but because, no, 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 you know, there, it, it, a, there is a there is a select few within that race.
1: No, man, that's not what I'm saying either. It's just that the, with the Time Lords, because they were created by someone who was pretty darn ruthless. And really was very. I mean, the whole idea of of what she did to the doctor over and over and over, and yet thought she was protect. You know, I I rescued you from what? What did you rescue me from? How did you know that I was needed to be rescued? I mean, and then and then pushed her to death over and over and over and over to be able to get the regeneration ability, or whatever that was, to be able to form the Time Lords, and then the Time Lords acted pretty crappy yeah. to humans except for except for certain ones that broke away and said no we're not we're not going to act like that we're not going to be like that i'm not saying uh-huh. a whole like i mean well, that's, but
0: that's again something we don't really you know you can't say that that's all the time lords
3: yeah
0: you know if you've got a few people in power who are the ones who are sort of driving that then yes you know they're not good but it doesn't mean to say that the whole the whole species is yeah. evil or immoral or bad Unless they you know, were.
1: I mean, you know, this is crazy. Yeah, but we don't know. So the, so <laughs> but you don't for, know. For the,
3: for what about innocent until proven I guilty, Sue?
1: Well, no, but I mean, for the for the t- the master to have said to her, you don't know, you know, and, and he just got, got yeah. killing, taking care of Gallifrey. I, I got rid of him. You don't know. You don't understand. You don't know. But when you do, and it's like,
3: well we don't know how so, much he understood there.
0: No, or how much okay. he can be trusted, what he's what he's said as well. This is the other thing.
3: He may have so learned we some know of the truth we, and overreacted.
0: We know Possibly. we know that some of some of what he's told the doctor seems to have been true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it does seem like Gallifrey's gone, which is an interesting thing, actually. When we had in Survivors of the Flux, when Swarm and Azure were in that monolith place that uh, that Belle, and then subsequently, immediately after she'd gone, Vinda uh, arrived Mm -hmm. at, that didn't half look like the the remains of the capital.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It was that sort of spider-like shape that was interesting, whether whether that's anything or not, I don't know whether it was just done as a visual. The um, inside
2: of Division had a very TARDIS-like feel to it,
0: I thought. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. talking, we are talking Time Lords, aren't we? So I think that was a, a form of TARDIS. Did yeah. you also notice the, the external shape of it looked a lot like a dematerialization circuit, as seen in The Three Doctors? Ooh, I hadn't thought about that, yeah. No, I didn't. So it's Like a three-sided thing, wasn't it? Like, like a... Um, mm-hmm. If you take mm. a, a ball and attach three sort of arms to it, three sort of nodules to mm-hmm. it, and the, sh- the, ship, the ship itself actually looked a bit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, if, if that was the intention, as a nice little throwaway callback, then very nicely done. But it, it looked interesting as a ship design. And obviously, internally, the, the, the TARDIS look of it with that sort of blossom tree was just stunning. Stunning.
1: The tree was really cool. I loved the way the tree mm. looked. That was neat. On the also, subject I, of
0: TARDIS is... Oh, go on, Sue.
1: I was going to say, also, I liked when, as bad as it was, when when things dematerialized or just kind of came apart at the seams, it was very it was very pretty. I mean... Yes. And it also did yeah. not appear painful. It appeared as if it just came apart. Well, in there some instances, no it
0: didn't seem to be painful. In others, others it did seem to be painful. Oh see, those when, are the ones um, I probably didn't see. Well, you've got the thing in the FOB watch when Swarm is taking the doctor to pieces and then putting her back together again. That didn't seem like it was it was entirely comfortable. That but, I didn't when, see. but when uh, when Tech was uh was disintegrated, there didn't seem to be any sort of reaction to that at all.
1: No, it Which, was just again
0: there, leads just... you to wonder, are oh, what we've seen there is that is that destruction or is that some sort of transformation is that you know have we seen the end of the people we think we've seen the end of well, you know yeah. as i keep as i always say in these instances you know this is doctor who and it it's entirely possible for somebody who you thought was destroyed to come back it's happened many times yeah. you know davros the master omega you know characters that you thought were long gone suddenly get suddenly pop up again down the line with some sort of explanation as to why they they did they weren't actually destroyed in the first place so so watch this space with any of this lot
1: and then somebody wakes Um, up in the shower and suddenly it was just a dream
0: (laughs) 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 yeah so going back to swarm swarm and azure i think they've been tremendous villains they've been very well played they've been very threatening they've been a potent threat as well because they seem to know Everything and they seemed to be able to go anywhere very quickly, and they seemed um, they seemed you know impervious to anything. They could they could flit around, you know, knowing when somebody was going to shoot at them, and just disappear out of the way, and um, they could destroy people very very quickly. So they were a, they were a very powerful threat, and it turns out as things transpired that they were religious zealots. In worshiping uh, their god, which would appear to be time, which mm-hmm. seems to have some sort of physical form, as generally as a sort of a blue swirly glittery thing, which can then take form. And in the of obviously the the ultimate reunification of uh, of Swarm and Azure with the, with time, time appears as Swarm, and uh, and then said, well, basically you've You've screwed up, so that's the end for you guys. So they were dispatched quite quickly. But if if you're going to then set up time itself as a as a greater threat, that's a good way of doing it. As as to take what looked like a very potent force, and to introduce an even more potent force over the top of it. And then and then Azure, when she was in the process of being disintegrated, regarded it as some sort of ascension.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: which was which was interesting. Uh, whether that's because what they what they believed in was the destruction of everything, because that obviously was the plan was to destroy the universe and then at the last minute wind it back and play it again on a loop <clears throat> and have the Doctor watch that. So uh, that was their their revenge for the Doctor, and the rest of it was just them getting their jollies from. From seeing everything being destroyed over and over and over and over again endlessly, so maybe the idea of of them themselves being destroyed was what they then regarded as ascending to a to a greater form, which is which is a form of 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 destruction. But it was all done very very quickly and therefore not necessarily made clear. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is the which is the. The, the sad thing about this, because so we've had such a good series which has left us all wanting more and wanting to, you know, to find out what happened. And then whilst some things were nicely dealt with in the, in the finale, most of it seemed very rushed and some of it seemed ultimately rather pointless. You know, I don't really see the point in Jericho being being killed because there wasn't any need for that. Um, we're going to bring
1: him back. You know,
0: it was a cracking death scene. It was a cracking, you know. It's been an awfully mm-hmm. big adventure, you know, and him sort of, you know, maintaining his character, mm-hmm. and, and that was that was lovely. But I think ultimately all of us would have liked to have seen him go on. Yeah.
1: But that may that may be part of one of the stories that we haven't seen yet, is that he, they find a way to bring him back.
0: Well, we'll we'll just have to wait and see with that. But um, one thing's for sure is that he spent three years traveling around the world with Yaz and Dan so -hmm. um, so we've we've got we've potentially got big finish to to look forward to for that as well yes yes Um, the the only thing I think (laughs) the only other thing I think I've got to to mention a couple of things Uh, again in this whole feeling rushed thing is when the Grand Serpent is looking for Kate Stewart going to what looks like some sort of Dockland area this Bloke is brought out and interrogated. Uh, this sort of young kid, young teenager, young man. Yeah. And then, as he dies, tells them tells the Grand Serpent where Kate is. Who was that? Who's this person we've never seen before? Who Who's basically on screen for about forty five seconds? Just very strange. No, you not 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 somebody who was. You know, that we saw we saw Kate as sort of forming some form of resistance and this guy being part of it. And and then, you know, him being observed and the Grand Serpent and sort of tracking him down and. And then having him brought to him and then having that scene. Uh, just just plonking in the, you know, the 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 ultimate end to this character, this, this character that we never saw anything else of. It just seemed very strange. Mm. Very very random. There was that. Yeah, I've only got two more things on my list. One of which is the Tardis. All the way through the series, the Tardis has been in yeah. you know, a right old leaking stuff and doors appearing all over the place and disappearing, and <clears throat> that hasn't been resolved at all. That hasn't even been mentioned recently. No. So is this something that's going to be have to have have more played out? Towards the, the the you know the end of Jodie's run, um, well, the
2: doors the doors I kind of took as a, a sort of tied in with the doors in the house, and also the tunnels under Liverpool. But
0: beyond that, well, under tunnels and Atropos as well, which were which were mm-hmm. which were changing yeah. all the time as well. But Yeah, beyond that, so I'm got a clue. No, no. Again, was this something that we've we've lost some of because of the Curtailing of the uh, of the episode count. My last my last point, only a very small point. The Santarans, peoples of the universe, and I was expecting him to say, "Please attend carefully." <laughs> yes. we offer the three fingered hand of salvation to all of you, except the Rutans <laughs> The r- yes. Rutans can f- yeah. off,
3: basically. <laughs> uh, it's
0: brilliant. Finally, the Rutans get a mention.
2: <laughs> but they offered the hand yeah, of think... they offered the hand of friendship, for want of a better word, in order to betray them all. Surely the ideal opportunity yeah. is to get the Rutans and betray them as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Thought, but I mean I mean, if if they'd offered the Rutans um salvation, the Rutans aren't gonna believe that for a second, are they? So there was absolutely no point in even suggesting that. Maybe yeah. by saying that they weren't they weren't welcome. That was their way of, 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 of thinking that Rufens would actually try and sneak in on it. I don't know. But yeah, that was it was good. The Sontarans have been definitely one of the, the highlights of the whole series.
2: They've certainly looked better
0: visually. Uh, mm-hmm. than they have oh, yes. done since the series has yeah. come back. They've looked. And what I've, what I've what I've really liked as well is the fact that we've had multiple Sontaran characters, but played by two people because they're Mm. a clone race. So you can have basically two people playing five, 10, 15 characters each and all looking and sounding exactly the same because they would. So that was, that was, that was a nice touch. Mm. So that's it then. So that's where we've, where we've left things. I think summing up for me, it has, as I've said several times, it's been a brilliant series with some particularly standout episodes, the angels episode um, and War of the Sontarans I think was also particularly good, but all of the others have had, um, have had very good moments and obviously particularly early stages when we were just getting all these mysteries piling up on top of each other and setting the scenes for things so well, uh, <clears throat> ultimately a little bit disappointing in the, in the way that it was concluded, but it does get better when you rewatch it. Um, but there's still, you know, there's still going to be elements that are never going to sit right because of everything we've discussed tonight. Um, but on the whole, I think, I think, you know, it's been a, it's been a success. It's been a very strong series. Um, and if he can keep that up for the last three episodes, I think the Chimney will, will be regarded a lot better than it looked like it was going to after series one. Which
1: I loved, by the way. <laughs> Which we know
0: you love, Sue. Yes, 85 out of 10. On the subject of scores out of 10, Randy, what are you going to give Survivors of the Flux and what are you going to give The Vanquishers? And then to finish off, what are you going to give the series as a whole?
3: Hmm. <laughs>
0: it was coming.
3: I, yeah, Yeah. <clears throat> I know. I would maybe, at this point, since I've I've only seen each of these two episodes once and it's been a few weeks, Mm-hmm. I I do expect that they will improve on rewatching but I would probably give them both a 7 at this point just okay. and I might hold myself responsible for some of that just because there's so much to try and absorb yeah and I I think what we've talked about is probably true that it was originally plotted out to cover more time mm-hmm. and had to be cut short I'm hoping that there is at some point going to be a novelization released that may
0: oh that would be good wouldn't follow
3: it? the flow feel- of the story more effectively mm. it seems like they've been doing more of that in the last few years again for the whole series uh let's see yeah I gave a couple of nines but probably yeah you know, like an like yeah of 10 like, didn't you Yes, I get, and I think I gave War of the Centaurans a ten as well. So overall, some were probably around an eight point five. Yeah, and there that again, makes. I expect after I've watched it a few more times that that'll go up. But at this point, that's how I feel.
0: Okay, perfectly reasonable. Darren, same question to you: Survivors of the Flux, Vanquishers, and series as a whole. What are you going to score them? Bracing uh... myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Survivors of the Flux, I would give six, because it was was okay, but it was a bit messy. Whatever the hell the last one was called, Vanquishers, I would give that three. Uh, I thought that was a truly terrible episode with very few redeeming qualities. Series overall, seven out of ten. Okay, okay.
0: That's That's not unreasonable. I think I would give... Uh, survivors, excuse the, me, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. I
0: know, but 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 Sue, you haven't actually seen all of it, so it's very I, difficult. I, I,
1: I, to... It doesn't make a difference, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> well, no difference go on then, go on
0: then, hit us on the Hit us that... with your scores for every episode. Then go on, let's Ooh. have it. On first...
1: okay. On the ones that I have seen, I would do probably uh nine an eight, that's for the first two. And then, yeah. no, nine, probably nine, nine. And then for the rest of them, because of the parts that I did see in that little, whatever, however many minute thing that I that I watched with um, Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whitaker, mm-hmm. I'd give a 10 to all the rest. And Ooh. I will say that I am giving a 9.5 <laughs> for the entire thing because I have a totally different idea of just from listening to that you, you, and thinking about do. some of the things there is, I really 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 don't like the time lords right now. I I really mm-hmm. like the guys that got away and, and and managed to escape and managed to be rogues and managed to get out and I re- I I don't know it's I just mm, but I it was it's very thought provoking, very interesting. I really wish that going forward it's not going to be quite as flashy so if anybody's listening to this at all I don't think anybody's listening to this. I mean, like like (laughs) any show, like any showrunners. And if they're listening to this at all, please, please remember those of us that have either horrific migraines or epilepsy or whatever. Allow us to watch the show as well. That's the only thing, because it's either that or come out with the novelization the same time you come out with the episodes. Because Mm. there's, there's no way that... For, for somebody that enjoys Doctor Who as much as, as I do, and as much as a, a lot of people do that have these these issues, the last thing you want to do is bring on a seizure that brings on a stroke. So it's or, like guys, or or
2: add no. audio description for people in America. We have it over here. Mm-hmm. That would be that
1: would be really nice. That I mean, that's wonderful that we have closed captioning, but you still have to watch. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah,
0: presumably, presumably not just America as well. You know, anywhere that doesn't have it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Because give every
0: give everyone the same opportunities.
1: And you, you have a lot of people, a lot of young people, a lot of young people that do not know that they have epilepsy yet that you could trigger. Mm. And that is not that's not a fun thing. That would not See so what fun you what
0: you out. need to do. What you need to do is you need to get in contact with Russell T. Davis, because clearly he's the way forwards at the moment. So if you can if you can manage to get some, you know get this plea to him, maybe you might be a one woman campaigner to uh, at least reduce what we're getting in this in this quarter. To, you to enable, you know, people like yourself to be able to watch it better.
1: That that would be great because a lot of his a lot of his that you know from the time that he was before, uh, there were things I couldn't watch as you guys well know because we we reviewed them and we did the yeah. commentary and I was doing it blind because I had to. So, well, it's worth a shot. I'll try.
0: Yeah, it's funny because you didn't seem to have any problems with uh, series one. We've got through series two, what we've done of it without any real problem. And I don't think you've had that much issue with uh, the rest of David Tennant's era. It seems to have really sort of started Mm -hmm. more with with the Matt Smith era and then just continued from there. Well, Blink,
1: uh, uh, it started with Blink because it started well, yeah, well, a little bit before Blink, but there were things where yeah. I was like, OK, if I close my eyes for just a second and open them, it'll be done. And Randy would always watch the shows before I would. And then which, say, you okay, could,
0: which you could say was you exactly know. what happened with the Weeping Angels. <laughs> you close your uh, eyes for a second, and then open them and it's done.
1: And it's well, you know, with the Angels this time, it was like, oh, God, I can't do this because it unfortunately it no. was starting to really do auras and it was like okay it's, it's part, of me the, part of the part of the problem of something. course
0: is is because of what the angels are That's something that you have to have to look at all the way through that that you you get these yeah. flashes when you can't see them uh, you oh, know big, it, it, big finish have done them on audio well yes but uh, something like that works because you already uh, you have the visuals already in your head from what you've seen. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, okay. I mean, I've know,
0: had a could,
1: little bit, but then it was like enough to go, whoa, okay,
0: can't watch that. I mean, let let's let's be honest, we had educating Archie, didn't we, back in the past. There's a radio show in the UK. Um, this is this is, you know, so we're talking wartime and shortly thereafter, and and Educate Archie was a ventriloquist doll.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, ventriloquism <clears throat> on the radio.
0: Ventriloquism That's on the radio.
2: Genius, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it is. So, so That's you could cool. you could argue the same thing with the weeping angels. You know, a character that, that doesn't set, doesn't actually say anything most of the time. Yeah. And his own it and only works when you look at it. It's on the radio, or on audio. So, it's the same principle. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that
1: would be. We'll see what happens. then. okay, okay, out, I'll, yeah. I'll be quiet now.
0: <laughs> that's all right, that's okay. I'll just give my scores, and then we'll we'll wrap up so survivors of the flux i I genuinely quite enjoyed that because I like i'm I'm fascinated by the whole division thing. I thought Dan and Yaz's journey was i didn't necessarily see the point in it a lot of the time because I don't really see how they could they could look for something to to tell them you know where the end of the world was going to be but it was it was fun to watch and there were some great scenes you know the, in the tomb with the whole pulley system going up and down that was good and the the, the, the swami guy was funny and other some of the bits on the boat were, were good there was they make a great trio those three i liked seeing the unit stuff even though i didn't see a lot of the point in it and uh you know I think ultimately kate stewart was was a, was quite a redundant character in in all of this, but it was still nice to see her back again so I did enjoy the whole thing so i'd give it um somewhere between a seven and a half and an eight i would say for that one um for the finale again some very good very good bits in it, but there was a lot that took away from it, so I'd probably Probably score it as the weakest of the series, only because I, I just think it suffered from not having enough room to breathe. And if you'd given it another fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, and allowed a bit more, a bit more space in between things, and and a few more explanations, and and what have you, I think it would have been a lot better. So I'll I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I, I've. It's a, diffi- it's a difficult one because it is something that I think does, it does improve. Like like the the more expositional episodes, which have been Once Upon Time, Survivors of the Flux and this one, they do definitely work better when you watch them a second time and a third time. The problem regarding the show as a whole with that is that how many people actually rewatch the episodes of the millions who see it. You know, most people are going to see it once and will probably then think, well, what the hell was all that about? That was very confusing. I didn't really understand that. And and that will be that. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, you like something to have a little bit of complexity to it. Um, but it still needs to fundamentally be something that people can can follow um, and and enjoy only having watched it the once. So. Um, I, I applaud Chris Chibnall for doing what he's done and for, for doing something so so intertwined and so complex and so big a scale, uh, particularly under the circumstances that we're, we're operating at the moment. Uh, and I think overall it's been a success, but I do think there are some lessons to learn from this in, into how to pace it out over the course of the whole series and and to resolve it at the end. Overall, I think I'd give it probably a nine, because uh, eight and a half to a nine because it has been it has been brilliant. Is it better as a whole than last series? Uh, up to the last series, uh, the last episode, I would have said probably it was. It's definitely on par with because we've had those standout episodes. We've had those in in each of the Chibnall series so far, but I think the standard overall has been higher throughout. And this has benefited from being a shorter series in that respect because there's there's really only been one episode that was you know, there's a little bit disappointing in that respect and everything else has been has been good or very, very good. So, yeah, that's what I would say. And roll on Eve of the Daleks. Another one of those titles that's just going to throw (laughs) throw (laughs) naming Dalek stories into confusion yet yet further.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. We've gone from Resolution, Revelation, Revolution of the Daleks to uh, eve and evil of the daleks so what we're going to have next resemblance of the daleks probably (laughs) (laughs) or the dalek infusion of earth
1: yeah that's cute Uh,
0: genocide of the daleks be another one Mm. right so um so there we go listeners i don't know whether you agree or disagree with what we've said we'd love to to hear what you think please check our twitter feed and our facebook page and let us know what you think about this and whether you want us to to do any more reviews uh, along these lines obviously we've done we've done a little bit in the the classic series and we will be doing more as time goes on when we can't do our um, our standard improv stuff Uh, we've got a christmas special coming up Something to look forward to. You to uh, that will be up in a very short space of time because we've been put back a week by doing this one because I wasn't very well and I still aren't, as you can hear. But yes, so uh, have a, a lovely Christmas, everybody, and uh, and hopefully we will s- we will see and hear you again at Christmas and uh, in the new year. So uh, goodbye from me
1: and
2: me and
0: me and me. Happy
1: Christmas.
0: Yes. and bollocks. and all the other people who are normally here who, who haven't been able to be here, so bollocks. thank you very much and, and, and bollocks to you all <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we finish it we finish it with bollocks to you all with what? if
2: I'm not going to have bollocks. a Merry Christmas why should any of you? sod off <laughs>
0: <laughs> sod off you bastards
2: yeah <coughs> Sincerely, right. Victor Maldrew, the Crimson Avenger.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Night, everybody. Happy bye
0: everybody. Bye.
1: bye. Bye.
0: So there you have it, listeners. What a bombshell that was. <laughs> yes. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Please contact us on our Facebook page or on our Twitter feed and let us know what you think and let us know what you think about what we're doing. We're, we're, we're very keen to get some kind of feedback. We don't get very much, and we'd love to have some. Anyway, in a few short days, our Christmas special is coming out, and we're doing something we've never done before. Oh, i not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to wait. You will not have to wait long, but it's something to look forward to. So a very Merry Christmas to you all, and will see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, ah. A few more old man noises.
2: <laughs> God Almighty! With right. you coughing and hacking away, and me making old man noises.
0: Yeah.
1: I just yeah. need to start snoring, and we got a good thing going on here. Yeah, right. Yeah. But well,
0: I'll give that. Randy, has, I'll give Randy hasn't yet found a noise.
3: Oh, Randy um, hasn't yet found
0: I, a noise I, to make.
3: I could suggest one. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. let's be honest. If we've if we've covered coughing, sneezing, and yep. old man noises, there's really only one left, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just as well you're in a different room to Sue.
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. From all of us here on BBC One, a very good night. Good night.